From the Atonement Fargo Studios on South University Drive in Fargo, North Dakota, this is That Podcast. Hey, to contact the crew, submit your questions or comments, go to atonement.live slash podcast questions. And now, here's those crazy people with That Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of That Podcast. My name is Ryan Janke, and as always, I'm joined by Pastor DJ Lura and Sarah D. Young, and we welcome back once again, Pastor Paul Cross. I think I'm becoming like an old penny. Yeah, an old penny. An old penny. Tell me more. I just I keep showing up. You do. Like an old penny. Eventually, we'll just find him in the parking lot. <laughs> Squished. <laughs> And face down. <laughs> face down. <laughs> and then we'll find out whether I'm a wheatback or not. <laughs> Wheatbacks were before 1995. Do you know what wheatback pennies are, Sarah? No. Is it that had, kind of like uh, the state quarters? It had wheat on the Is back. kind of like the state quarters? They had sheaves of wheat on the back on either oh. side, yes. They're actually worth more than a cent now. They're, they're You should look at your pennies and see if there any wheatback pennies come across. They're actually made out of copper as well, so... Mm. Um, yeah. They're, uh, so what does one go for nowadays? A gopher, those are actually things that are in the ground, like yeah. those rodents. Like <laughs> <the> <laughs> <chipmunks. laughs> yeah. We're still back on the uh, uh, last week's uh, uh, dad joke-off episode, I think. I, like. I think that's for, inevitable. Yep. Uh, it's but a any long case, time ago. Yeah. So, well, on this, on this week's episode, we have two things we'd like to cover. The first is we're going to talk about Jesus and sin, and later on for... All of our uh, atonement family. We're going to talk a little bit about regathering here in the church in person on July fifth. Mm-hmm. But first, earlier today, we were talking about Jesus and sinning. Paul, you want to pick up with where you were at? Well, I, I just you know I, I needed to to counter uh, my my dear friend uh, brother uh, DJ here. He had his his, his incessant uh, uh, kvetching about uh, the, the the book of Concord this and the book of Concord that and all these other things. And I needed to whip out my, uh, take my Melanchthon out of its holster. <laughs> I, I have a, a 38 special snub-nosed Melanchthon. And um, <laughs> it's a pretty nice-looking Melanchthon, I'm telling you. You've seen Melanchthons, and then they're Melanchthons. I've I got feel a, like you need to define what that is. A Melanchthon? <laughs> uh, well, Philip Melanchthon was a... Uh, well, a 38 special is a uh, heavy metal group from before 1995, I think, even so you might not know who they are. Uh, but uh, no, that's uh, a, a, a handgun. Okay. And uh, there is the juxtaposition of Philip Melanchthon, a theologian of the uh, 16th century, being compared to a handgun in a holster. This is called humor, Sarah. And yeah, uh, yeah he's got a nice orange beard. Actually, he, does, he, has, he has no beard there. But go in my office and you'll see a picture of uh, Philip Melanchthon. Actually, his name was Philip Schwertzerda, but Schwertzerda isn't nearly as beautiful sounding as Melanchthon. Absolutely. Uh, they mean the same <laughs> I mean. thing. Uh, Schwertz Erda and Melanchthon mean black earth, and uh, mm. uh, that was his family name. But yeah, his Philip Schwertz Erda, uh, and no one's going to be able to use this microphone again after me spitting. <laughs> yeah. on, like, Schwertz Erda. We need to get those sneeze guards. Got to get your well sneeze guards. Really guys. need to get sneeze guards. You know, on these I, I use the comparison of of Martin Luther and Philip Melanchthon are kind of like Batman and Robin. But you've given me a better comparison by comparing Melanchthon to a gun. I think I should start calling. Uh, Luther and Melanchthon together, they're, they're guns and roses. <laughs> Nuns and Moses. Melanchthon was much more of a scholastic yes. than, than, than um, uh, Luther would have been. Luther had no time for scholasticism. And, uh, but every now and then, you, you'll, you'll pepper your comments uh, with some Latin phrases. So we decided to talk about uh, the passe picares of, uh, of uh, life and uh, just some curious stuff. Uh, uh, was, it, was the fix in? Sometimes people wonder with regard to Jesus. Uh, was the fix in? Uh, was he uh, uh, sort of specially made so that he, he would not be able to sin? Mm-hmm. And so the question comes is that, that uh, uh, this is, again, a very scholastic question. This is probably predates our friend uh, Philip Melanchthon, so yeah, we'll just have to sort of put the How Melanchthon many angels the, can dance on the head of a pin? Well, you know— It's I, one of those kind of questions. Or, or what was God doing before uh, uh, creation? Yeah. To which Luther once—allegedly, uh, and I will say allegedly because I've never seen it in print—allegedly said— 
uh, making hell for people who ask such questions. <laughs> uh, but um, um, answer, yeah, well, great answer. One of my, my you know, that and the and the uh, uh, birds flying over my head uh, thing are my two favorite Luther things. Uh, well, actually, there are a couple when, other ones. When you speculate about the hidden God in His hiddenness, all you hit is the wrath of God. Uh, is that what happens? Okay, well, mm-hmm. that, that's okay. Just, just curious. Well, uh, there, the, nonetheless, uh, the question was: Was the fix in? Uh, with regard to Jesus. And uh, uh, the question was, uh, was uh, Jesus, uh, was it uh, passe peccare, uh, passe non peccare, uh, non passe peccare, or non passe non peccare? So I just want to say that, that those, you know, and I wasn't swearing in any of that time. Uh, what uh, were you saying? What was yeah. I saying? I was not engaging in glossolalia either. Well, uh, I, I was going to say you are. You're filled with the Holy Spirit, and it's just pouring out yes, of you. Yes, indeed. Well, I, I don't know that the Holy Spirit would, <laughs> let's not blame the Holy Spirit on this. This, this, <laughs> this, 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 is, this is the sort of stuff of, of, of rank scholasticism uh, sure. from, from the uh, 13th and 14th centuries. Uh, but you've got the question, well, I mean, it's kind of a question. People do wonder stuff about this. Uh, was it uh, was it possible for Jesus to sin? That's uh, uh, passe peccare. Was it possible for him to sin? Was, was that a reality that could could that have existed? Uh, and, and some people, of course, answer no because he was God and, and so forth. So that would have been a question. Uh, another one is: Was it uh, passe non peccare? Was it possible for him not to sin? Well, you know, apparently the scriptures tell us that not apparently. In fact, they do tell us that Jesus was without sin. So that that's a, a curious thought. And then last, uh, well, not last, we're, we're on third now. Yep. Uh, that would be a non-passe uh, peccare. That would be, uh, that was it not possible for Jesus to sin? So that was he, uh, you know, without sin completely. I said, po- and then the last one is uh, non-passe, non-peccare. Was it not possible for Jesus not to sin? Now, right about now, my head is spinning uh, from all this sort of stuff. But this is the it's sort the of double th- negatives that just well, throw me. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I also think of the fact of like for this question for me, I remember asking this during confirmation. Like, how are these confirmation, like middle school, high school level confirmation questions, getting to be so scholastically defined? Well, you know that that believe uh, I believe uh, 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 Thomas Aquinas and Peter Abelard were born. Before 1995, uh, Sarah, just to kind of give you the, the criteria. Uh, probably the 1980s. Probably the, yeah, probably in the 1980s. Yeah, they they yeah. probably were. Uh, nevertheless. Uh, the uh, time before time. The time. <laughs> they, they were that's born. That's BC, they, correct? That's BC. <laughs> before 1995? Before 1995. <laughs> Jesus wept. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, but no, these are questions people have sometimes because they can sort of sit back and think, hey, wait, wait, what's up with this? You know, uh, what's the deal here? Uh, how, how does this all look? I, I think the scriptures tell us, uh, and I'm going to defer to my, my, my colleague DJ on this one uh, to make sure that it passes all orthodoxy. Uh, <laughs> That's meat right and salutary. <laughs> it's meat right and salutary. <laughs> meat and salad, that sounds great. <laughs> meat and celery. Meat and celery, absolutely. Flowings? Uh, <laughs> Buffalo wings. Uh, if in his, in his humanity, uh, Jesus would have had to been like us in every way. Uh, otherwise, the fix would have been in. Uh, in his divinity, he would have had to been like the Father in every way. Otherwise, uh, he would not have had the uh, the uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, the sense of identification with uh, us in in our plight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is one of the great mysteries of of the faith. Uh, the incarnation always is uh, that uh, there is an incredible mystery. But but uh, uh, because of his divinity, it would not have been possible for Jesus to sin. Uh, but for his humanity, it would necessarily have been possible for that eventuality to take place. Otherwise, the fix would have been in. Sure. Uh, so uh, you have to sort of, it, it's sort of like one of those Johari windows, you know, where you've got uh, the, the the quadrants laid out there. Uh, you know, I, And I, everyone's head just goes... Yeah, and I'm, not, I'm not sure this is making all that scintillating kind of podcast sort of stuff. I, I, I would have... Oh, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. You're the, I, oh, I'm <laughs> loving this. Well, well, well tell us, uh, well, get, <laughs> you know, dig me out of the hole, man. Well, I no, no, I think, I, I think you laid out really well because there's a few things that have to be now categorized and this is the problem 
with thinkers in a scholastic setting like Melanchthon or I knew that um, was gonna come. or John Calvin uh, is that A going to B and B going to C may work for us because we are human and created, but it does not work for God. Luther was more of a confessing theologian where he had no problem with things being in um, juxtaposition with each other. This is a word I learned in seminary. I had no idea. And what I thought possibly Carly was swearing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we learned kvetching last yeah. last week. So. Where you have two things that seem to be polar opposites of each other and yet still true in the person of Jesus Christ and in the the um, essence of God. So you have, for example, the statement that Jesus is 100% God and 100% human, the, the two natures of Christ. And all of the early church fathers argued about this stuff, and heresies were laid out all over the place. A bunch of fun little names like like Sibylianism and Arian. and Arianism. And it all has to do with understanding the natures, um, the two natures of Christ, but also the three persons that are at the same time one God. And when you go, it, it, it's like, it's, it's, it's the error of degrees. You can start in the same place, but if you're off slightly and you're traveling, sooner or later, you're going to go further and further and further away from the truth. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is a great question because it's something to wrestle with that ultimately you have to move away from speculation to proclamation, which Pastor Cross has already done. He's gone to the scriptures and the scriptures say Jesus is fully human and yet without sin. Which is which is an um, a, a contradiction in terms, because uh, to be human means to be a sinner. Well, what does it mean to be a sinner? When you get to the heart of what sin is, it's not the bad stuff that we do or the bad thoughts that we have. The original sin is not trusting God to be God. That's 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 the original seed through which all sinful and evil action is played out in a myriad of ways. Uh, in, that, um, in the same way that faith always precedes obedience, uh, unbelief always precedes disobedience. Yep. Uh, that is to say that uh, faith is taking God at his word, and uh, that always comes before obedience. Otherwise, it would be rank legalism. But uh, the same, the reciprocal is the case that uh, uh Unbelief, that is to fail to take God at his word, always comes before any act of disobedience. Uh, we focus so much on the acts of disobedience uh, and, and categorize them as sin, but the, 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 the truth of the matter is unbelief is the uh, greatest and most shameful sin uh, of all, that, that we fail to take God at his word, that we fail to trust his word, and uh, therefore all the uh, manifestations uh, of, uh, of sin uh, uh, cling to us uh, closely. Uh, and that's what happens when um, we, we don't take these things uh, seriously, specifically God's word. Yeah, and so um, in thinking through how this would work in the case of Jesus— um, Jesus is fully human and yet without sin. So that means only, that only brings you to one logical conclusion. Jesus is the only true human. See, we are all bound to sin and cannot save ourselves because we are corrupted by a rebellion and a rejection of God that goes all the way back to the beginning with Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Jesus comes to restore the right relationship. And what does Jesus have that we don't have? Faith in God. Even to the point of going to the cross, Jesus goes to the cross, and you can make the argument that Jesus speaks into existence the reality that he who is without sin becomes the only sinner by his confession, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In so doing, he, you know, you know how you get like, uh, you'll get judged by the, by the friends you keep? Mm-hmm. Jesus identifies himself so deeply with sinners when he is baptized and at the cross, that he literally becomes the only sinner. And not just the only sinner and the greatest of sinners, but he becomes sin itself. But what's different about Jesus than us is that he does it faithfully. And so, in that sense, Jesus is the only true human that God calls very good at the beginning. 
that we all lose. And he does this for our sake so that when God looks at you, he does not see a sinner who has rejected God and rejected God's grace. He sees his son whom he loves. So you have this great uh, happy exchange that happens at the cross that is acquired through faith. Faith creates the obedience that Pastor Pastor Cross was talking about there. Um, I I always feel weird talking about the cross with you in the room because you are... (laughs) The cross. Uh, the, your pastor the, cross. The, 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 <laughs> that, that was that was preordained. Uh, yeah. if, if the Calvinist uh, out there would say, it, you know, no, no one ever said that I had a great name when I fixed automatic transmissions. You know, no one says, <laughs> "Hey, man, that's a really good name for automatic transmission mechanic." No, no, no one ever said that. Yeah, I mean, Harry was you know up to my my neck in uh, hydromatic fluid, and, yeah, and but, uh, you know, no one said what a cool name. But but, uh, but Paul Wrench just wouldn't have flown. Paul Wrench, no. <laughs> uh, well, it's 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 Paul Mar. Mark Cross on top of that. It's even crazier than wow. that. My, my dad was reading through Second uh, uh, Timothy uh, at the time when he saw Paul and Mark were reconciled. So, he, you know, Cross is just an accident. So, mm. sorry, couldn't help that. And, and, and the <laughs> other thing with systematic theologians is the use of the word can't. Um, one of my favorite professors in college, I got, in, I got into a little bit of a, a, a debate with him in Around. a class on the issue of God, evil, and suffering. And the argument brought forward by the professors was that God cannot be anything but merciful. Um, and I had a real problem with that because uh, if you're saying God, and it comes down to one of these kind of philosophical questions, can God make a rock that he can't move, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Ho- if, Homer, Homer wondered if God could make a, a burrito uh, uh, hot enough that he couldn't, <laughs> it too, that he couldn't eat it so, or, or something along those lines. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm not. At first, <laughs> were we all thinking like Homer, Ho- Odyssey, Homer's Homer? Odyssey, yeah. Iliad, okay. and then as soon as okay. he said it, I'm like, wait, I, I, sacrilegious. And, <laughs> initially, I was going to say Simpson as a joke, and then I realized that's exactly oh, no, it's He's exactly, serious. It, it's, it's a line from The Simpsons. I mean, it truly is. Yeah. Uh, my, you know, my favorite line of Homer is, I, maybe it was that one where he's eating a, a burrito and he goes, mmm, sacrilegious. <laughs> my favorite line is when uh, Bart had uh, slipped the uh, organist, uh, the, the lyric, the music to Inagata De Vida, and Homer said, hey, Marge, remember when we made out to this hymn? <laughs> <laughs> Back to my original point, however, is, is that um, I ended up, contending with with the professor in private later and he said technically you are right god will not uh but god will not because god cannot and i'm the professor so i'm more right and he gave me a smile and that was the end of that conversation but on uh, your paper he gave you a smile no this is in the one-on-one conversation <laughs> that would have been weird <laughs> yeah. no that would have been typical of education nowadays it was just more it of would a be kind of cool if they're giving out stickers in seminary <laughs> i think he was like, just oh, he just job. really enjoyed enjoyed a good a good argument and a wow. good debate um I think it's important to understand that Jesus, it's not an issue of can Jesus, Jesus cannot sin. I think that's, that's, that's a false place to start. Start with this statement, which is a statement of faith. Jesus will not sin because he is faithful to the Father and the Father's purpose. Um, and I also think about this. To sin is to go against God and to not trust God. Well, who is Jesus? He's God, right? So last time I checked. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have this whatever Jesus does, it cannot be sinful. But that's the that's the great um, mystery about the incarnation and about the person of Jesus Christ. He is the one true human who is faithful to God, even in the face of sin, in the face of death, in the face of the devil. Um, and there's this great. Latin phrase, because Paul brought up some, some really good ones. Language are your Caesars. Yep, yep. Uh, get, get the bleep button ready. It's, it's what's called the communicatio idiomatum. Communicatio, communication of idiomatum, attributes, that what Jesus does, God does. So when Jesus was born, God was born. Um, when Jesus pooped his pants, God pooped his pants. Um, when, when Jesus suffered, God suffered. When Jesus died, God died. When Jesus is risen, God is risen. And when Jesus forgives you of your sins, God forgives you of your sins. It's a really important distinction that, that lives in this, this two polar opposites being true together that is tied up into classic Christian theology. 
because um, there's really no other way to speak about God uh, because A does not lead to B, does not lead to C. Two plus two does not equal four when it comes to God. Well, then I got a question to ask you because um, we're all Protestants in this room. Protestants. D- 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 <laughs> does, does that make Mary the Theotokos? Mary is the Theotokos. Mary is the Theotokos. We have that on tape. I just want to make sure we yes, have that on tape. Mary is the mother of God. The, the God-bearer, by the way. Communicatio idiomatum. Uh, what was the name of the heretic who had a real problem with that? Um, a very early heretic. Ryan's looking. Hope it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I always get it wrong, and I have to look it up again and again. I wasn't there. <laughs> I wasn't there. That was before 1995. <laughs> Definitely before 78. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to go to the Google machine oh, and figure this out, and I'll come back. So uh, so I have a question, then, as as you were talking about uh, if Jesus does, God does. So when Jesus died, God died, and then was rose again three days later. Was the earth without God for three days? No. Because of omnipresence? Because Jesus is one person in the Godhead of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And because, just like you said, God is omnipresent. In other words, it is a, it is a logical and space-time inconsistency and impossibility that God can die. Mm-hmm. And yet, that's exactly what happens in Jesus. I have another question, then. So, if... Jesus does, God does, does that also mean Holy Spirit does, or is that a different? Is is the Holy Spirit God? Yes. Yeah. A good way to, to think about the communication of attributes between the three persons of the Trinity is to look at the Athanasian Creed. Just read through that, and it'll lay it all out for you. My favorite line in the Athanasian Creed shall doubtlessly perish. <laughs> this it, is the Catholic faith. It is in there. It's, it says, shall doubtlessly perish. <laughs> See, no, no wonder we don't confess it every Sunday. <laughs> that one's not as uh, nice and fluffy to teach the oh, uh, eighth well, graders. It, our friend Athanasius was neither nice nor fluffy. <laughs> I, I forgot how many times he got punted as the bishop of wherever he was. I thought it was three times. It was at least that, yes. Uh, he, he, he was kind of a controversialist, uh, but nevertheless, uh, the father of orthodoxy. and uh, Everybody uh, needs a hobby. Every day. <laughs> the heretic Nestorius. The Nestorian controversy ah. was Nestorius really, he, he's like, I just, I just shine Jesus up. Don't mess him up by making them all human again. And Nestorius's argument was, the two natures of Jesus is that Jesus was actually schizophrenic. Uh, he had the Christ, and then he had Jesus of Nazareth. And any human stuff that happens, that's Jesus of Nazareth. Any godly stuff that happens in the scriptures, that is the Christ. And you can't mix them together. Um, communicatio idiomatum, or the two natures of Christ, is a way to speak about their uniqueness and yet uh, union within the person of Jesus Christ. Okay, and there and and Nestorius had a problem with calling Mary the mother of God because Mary's a human. How can how can the finite give birth to the infinite? Right, uh, logic breaks down when you're talking about God in his uh, in his glory and in in his godness. It it just doesn't work. Our heads our heads are not built to understand these things mm-hmm. in in a uh, in a logical progressive type. A leads to B, leads to C, leads to D. So the Nestorian controversy, it's an, it's an oldie but a goodie, but it was ruled heresy about 700 years ago, or 1,700 years ago. I was going to say. <laughs> it's a little bit more, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which were all before 1995. All, yeah, shortly for before you, 1995. For you guys listening along at home, feel free to just keep a running tally how many times <laughs> Paul says that. I'm going to have him give me a dime for every time. <laughs> A dime for every time he says she, 1995. I wish I had a nickel for every time she said it. I'd be a wealthy man. Yeah. I never say it. I just sit there and look confused. Uh, no, you I put, know. She puts up a sign that says, uh, born before 1995. Yeah. She barely knows who Gomer Pyle is. <laughs> Do you know who he is? 
Oh, she's, will, she's going to the Google machine. She doesn't know who he is. I'm sure I know his face. Well, golly. <laughs> You're joking right now, aren't you? No, she's not. Have, you, have you ever watched the Andy Griffith show? That was not when Ron me. Howard was. Who's Andy movie. Griffith? <laughs> I've seen bits and pieces. That was always the one on the uh, the old TV show after the Disney Channel on the list. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, Brady Bunch is on. Skip. Nick at Night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You skipped the Brady Bunch? No. Oh. If Brady Bunch wasn't on, skip it. Oh, if they weren't on. I got you. Yeah, we're talking great television in the Andy Griffith Show and Gomer Pyle. Uh, you know, that I have often wondered if we got rid of all television shows after, like, 1970, mm-hmm. if we would be the worst for wear. And you just think about culture and how things change. And, you know, I mean, every generation has their favorite shows. But, I mean, you think about the stuff prior to 1970 and after 1970. And, it, and I, I wonder about that sometimes. Well, well, prior to 1970, Gene Roddenberry played lip service to the fact that there were biblical references in culture. Uh, his atheism showed through in all the remaining episodes and series in Star Trek. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. So just... I, just, I mean, life revolves around Star Trek. That's all there is to it. And, uh, absolutely. And some, of, and some of the Star Trek episodes were actually made after 1995. Imagine that. Were they any good? Uh, I was kind of, I, I kind of like Enterprise myself. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of an Enterprise fan. I, I don't care much for, for uh, the, uh, the, uh, some of the other ones, but I, 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 I still watch them faithfully. I, I exercised this morning to an episode of Deep Space Nine. It's true. Uh, I've never been to a convention, nor do I have any cosplay stuff in my, uh, in my closets anywhere. But nevertheless, I have done that. But I, I, I probably should have left my Melanchthon in its holster earlier today. I, I recognize <laughs> that we would not have gone down this trail if I had kept it in its. Well, holster. I mean, did we? Did we? Um have we trudged through this this valley enough? Is there more to be said? I, I think we need to, to ask Ryan and Sarah if we've trudged through enough. What What do you think? We uh, would you do you have any more questions, or do you, do you want to move on? No, I think I think we answered the questions well, and we left the people with enough words to look up at home that yeah, we got a good balance. Yeah. And, and if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us mm-hmm. at. Sure. Atonement.live slash podcast questions. Well, I do have a question that goes back to the, the, four, the four terms. <laughs> Atonement.live backslash podcast questions. All right, I'm going to get out the, the, the No, go ahead. I'm, right I'm joking with you. So, so Pastor Cross laid out four possibilities. theological possibilities mm-hmm. from what um, you heard me babble on about. Babylon which of B. those? The Babylon B. Which of those four would that fit into? Uh, you know, um, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I got to think more on this. Yeah. Huh. I'll have right. to ask uh, Professor Sponheim the next time I see him. So. Yes, yes. The great. Hats off to, to Professor Sponheim. What was that? That looked that looked a lot like. Uh, uh, what was that? What was that game you played? Where where you? Fruit Ninja. Th- yeah, Fruit Ninja. That's what. I had I had uh, Doctor Sponheim and. Uh, as a teacher, and I sat in his class, and I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but I'm sitting there listening to him and thinking in my head, oh my goodness, this man is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then I tilt my head like a deer looking at headlights and think to myself, I don't understand a thing he's talking about, but man, it is riveting. And one thing he would do at the beginning of our class is he'd go up to the whiteboard and he'd take a marker and he'd draw an X. And then he would spend a good amount of time talking about chiasm and the ordo and the orda. And I still haven't figured out what ordo and orda is, but I've 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 figured out chiasm, mm-hmm. and he could move anything through that. That was that was his diagram for every class, in discussing, um, you know, deep theological uh, matters. I just noted there were twenty one students in my class, and seven of them were named Paul, and his name is <laughs> <was> Paul. <laughs> did that help or hurt your grade? Uh, I, I I did did well in his class. I I, I yeah. it's good yeah good stuff good stuff all right actually that was a function of lutheran pastors naming their kids paul although my dad was not a lutheran pastor so just just saying well then it was a sign of things to come and and you didn't name any of your kids paul no all my kids have d names d names starts with a d okay starts with a d it'd be a a, a jeopardy category my wife (laughs) wanted to name my son henry 
and it would have broken broken four generations of tradition. And I said, "That's fine, but we're going to spell his name with a D." I can't <laughs> believe this. Your wife wanted to name Dylan Henry. Yes. I'm just going to leave it there, but uh, uh, I happen to want a child named Henry, but the SMC absolutely forbid it. Really? She. Well, the best we got was Henriksen, which was her maiden name. But um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to talk to your your bride. Well, it, it, you know that's why people have different tastes. Otherwise, everyone would be named Henry. No one is everyone named would Henry be, now. or everyone would be named Paul. It, well, there, there are certainly more Pauls than there are Henrys, and there are not a lot of Pauls, but uh, 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 my great-grandfather was named Henry. It's a great oh, name. Oh, yeah, it is. I it mean, is. Henry's a great name. It's just, you don't hear it much anymore, but uh, I, I'm just, as I said, now now I have, I always had a high opinion of your bride, but it's even much higher now. <laughs> just raise, uh, raise, just the, raise the bar yeah. that, that she wanted a child named Henry, and uh, some well, people were just obstinate and wouldn't allow that to happen. The, the yeah. great betrayal was uh, when we first started dating, mm-hmm. like long before we were even uh, to the point of, of saying our I do's. And Down at the ground round on yeah, 13th Avenue. Yes, sir. And... <laughs> Talking about, you know, uh, uh, kids' names, and, and I, I was adamant from the go that any children I ever have, if they're boys, they have to have a name that starts with a D. It's just, it's a family tradition, and hmm. you don't want to go against family. Well, so, was... so, you know, we have two daughters mm-hmm. that are um, uh, m- older than our son. It's almost like two different sets mm-hmm. of kids. And we finally have a boy. And what does my wife say to me after knowing this for mm-hmm. decades? I don't want to name him with a D name. I want to name him Henry. Yeah. And I put my foot down. It's the only time in our marriage I put my foot down. If he's ever in my presence, I will uh, call, in, him in, I'll call him Henry. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I, of course, at being adamant, I was adamant that we were going to have a baseball team. I was fortunate to get doubles for tennis. So, anyway, that's just kind of. <laughs> I have a quick uh, rabbit hole question for my own personal mm-hmm. wondering. So, Paul, you're a, I would categorize you as a Bible expert. Sort of. Is there any... He's got the, he's got the degrees to prove it. What, yeah. What's the correct theological way to spell Sarah? Uh, well, uh, I think that it's with the H, to tell you the truth. It, it, that's, that's always my go-to answer. Yeah, it's... it's well, it's the, the, the problem is this, is that um, um, when you look at Isn't it... Isn't it with a Hebrew, somic? Yeah, yeah well... Uh, it's it's <laughs> or is it a sade kof? No. Of course, it, it gets changed. You see, uh, and 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 the it changed from sarai, sarai, and and the idea is that the same change that happens in Abraham's name happens in Sarah's name. Now, in Abraham's name, a case could be made. It it goes from uh, uh, from meaning uh, uh, exalted father to father of a multitude. That same sort of uh, meaning doesn't happen with Sarah, but it's the H that that's, it appears in the Abraham, uh, so that's what it is. So the, let's go with the H because that's the sound that it needs to make uh, to, from, to go from Sarai to Sarah. So there you go. Perfect. That's the only answer I needed. Yeah, I know what you're. I know what you're up to. I, the I, great I controversy has been settled. Yeah. Yes, right there. Uh, no, because the fact is, is if you look how Rebecca is spelled in in various, uh, these are all things that have affectations of English, not uh, Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of be that as it may. Is that you know, sufficient? Mm-hmm. I could never. I, I I still don't get this. I I I got good enough with Hebrew that I can um, uh, look stuff up. And I can parse words and so on, but I but like they have three letters that make an S sound. Mm-hmm. So how do you know which one is is which? It's just you just get to know the language and get comfortable. Sin, with it. Shin, and Tzada. Yeah. <clears throat> well, if you, um, if you want to know, uh, t- take a read through a book called the First Testament. Don't recommend it. Uh, <laughs> I don't, um, uh, it. It's a translation. It's a recent translation of the the Old Testament in English. Uh, but uh, uh, he makes a big deal about uh, uh, making sure that your 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 sodas sound like Z's and so forth, and uh, instead of S's, and okay. uh, he makes a big deal about that. But uh, okay. and and I am actually with you, uh, DJ. The fact of the matter is, is that uh, I just know where to look. That's all. I mean, but only a little bit better. It's sort of like Luther. I think it was Luther. Some, you know, Luther gets blamed for everything. Yeah, he does. Somebody somewhere said that. Uh, you know, uh, it's just uh, one beggar telling another where to find bread, and that's kind of how I see it. Uh, sure, 
I have no, I have, I make no claims to, 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 uh, expertise in biblical languages other than I know where to look. Sure. Um, so, yeah. But I happen to know that one that you talked about there because there was some, there was a <laughs> well, hubbub about that. That just justifies my answer whenever I need a non-H Sarah. I, you know, the, God bless non-H Sarahs, you know, yes. uh, uh I, I I I will get myself in a, a ton of trouble if I follow this line of thinking with regard to um, how people deeply desire to spell their children's names in an incredibly unconventional manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, which um, you know, again, I'll I'll be sent to the re-education camp. I think or, Elon Musk just did that, yeah. did he not? Uh, yeah, I, I suppose, but that that's even on beyond zebra uh, conventional. <laughs> so, uh, uh, oh, can I say on beyond zebra? I mean, that I might be a, tra- it's yep. a trademark, or maybe it's not. I don't know. Did oh, we, are actually we? Theodore Geisel, uh, Doctor Seuss, uh, started life oh. out as a Lutheran, just to kind of let you know that for you know things from Deep in the Warren. Uh, that's a uh, I, I you should have a We're, podcast called Deep in the Warren. Or we, so. I can think we should do a co- podcast topic of famous Lutherans. You know, yeah. they're not a lot. There are a lot of famous former Lutherans. Um, sure. Uh, I believe uh, our friend, uh, uh, the the uh, 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 the quarterback that's in all the controversies right now, Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. I believe he started life out as a Lutheran. Uh, Steve Jobs. Yep. Steve Jobs started life out as Lutheran, and uh, I believe. Uh, uh, the the bald guy that was used to be in Moonlighting, uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis uh, I believe also started life out as a Lutheran. John uh, Cougar Mellencamp learned yeah. the small catechism. Really? Yeah. And oh. um, uh, the, the Lyle Lovett. Uh, Lyle Lovett. I believe also. These are all former now, mind you. Uh, what, uh, what did they uh, move on to Scientology? Or? I have no idea. You have to ask them. But uh, <laughs> hmm. uh, Illuminati. If if you read uh, the most recent biography of Steve Jobs, you you can see there's a section in there. He got really uh, hacked off at his uh, Lutheran pastor uh, for not I'll being able to answer about the suffering. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, exactly. That's so, <laughs> but that's uh, right. There's a there's a song from a band from the '90s. The band is called Lost and Found. And they've written a song that's called that. It's kind of like like Adam Sandler's song about famous uh, Jewish people, the the Hanukkah song. <laughs> the Hanukkah song, but okay. it's about Lutherans. It's the Lutheran song, and ah. they name all all these famous ah. Lutherans. Lost and found is yep. the name of the band. I, yep. I, I don't know. They're you know. I'm hoping for some uh, some uh, gratuity coming this way for mentioning them. <laughs> No. <laughs> but that's they, they have a song claimed. out there. <laughs> yeah, so right. this podcast has reverted to payola. Is that what I hear? <laughs> oh, that's good. DJ's liturgical dictionaries aren't selling as fast <laughs> as I'd like them to. Is the hair gel doing better? <laughs> Not as well as the liturgical sweaters. Those are flying on. Uh, well, you know, I I I, I just purchased uh, several things from the same company where I get my liturgical sweaters. So I, I keep, I'm keeping them in business. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of our colleagues uh, made some snide comment that uh, uh, stock in that company will uh, uh, go belly up when the last baby boomer dies. So I, I thought that was a little snide. <laughs> Ouch. For. Yeah. Ouch. That, yeah, that there are two companies and uh, both of them have L's uh, in them. So that I purchased my uh, liturgical sweaters from. So anyway, I wish I would have thought of that joke. It was, it was That's pretty a good one. Yeah. You know, it's pretty snarky. It'd be right <laughs> up your alley there, Sarah <laughs> with an H. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Yep. So we should put the Melanchthon <laughs> back, hol- <laughs> back in its holster. And it's we'll, done its damage. It, yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about is, uh, July the 5th of this year. Yes. 2020. Yes. First day uh, of fall. The first day of fall. First day. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll go over that some other time. <laughs> we are going to gather back in house here at Atonement. Yes, we in are. Fargo, South University Drive. I'm looking forward to it. So am I. I'm excited. Me as well. So let's talk about it. What can the folks expect? Well, here's the, the, just the rationale behind this. It's, it's time uh, to do this. We've done a lot of uh, uh, snooping around, soul-searching, figuring out, listening, uh, trying to really find the sweet spot of, of trying to get between, uh, to walk between Pollyanna 
and uh, Chicken Little. I mean, that's the, the big challenge of all this is going on. We want to take uh, seriously people's feelings. We don't want to be dismissive of that. And also, we want to take seriously a lot of the statements made by public health officials. Uh, and we feel that it, it's it's the right time, uh, July 5th. Uh, the, first of all, the rationale for the date. Uh, uh, we picked that day largely because we, we knew that sometime it was going to happen in the summer. Uh, but we figured we could get a good soft opening that day uh, because there's typically not a lot of people in church on uh, on Fourth of July weekend, and uh, we thought that uh, there's typically not a lot of people around on the summer. Uh, so we thought, well, this would be a good test to figure out how to get it back because we're doing two things. Uh, first of all, we're uh, regathering people amidst uh, an ongoing pandemic. Let's face it, people are still getting sick. And in some states, uh, in some places in the world, there's there are reoccurrences. And we have to be careful about that. We have to take that very seriously. Uh, so that's the first thing that we're doing. The second thing we're doing is uh, because we want to make sure that uh, we don't take a step backward, we're going to be uh, uh, broadcasting it live. Uh, so we want have some things that we need to kind of work through. Uh, uh, we're learning every day uh, we do one of these of something that goes wrong, which is actually a good thing because it helps us figure out how to do that whole presentation on that broadcast online better. Mm -hmm. And we've been making great strides with that. Thanks uh, largely to uh, one of the guys sitting across the table from me, uh, uh, Ryan Jenkins, done a, a great job. Him and Mark have just been lights out with a, with a great team uh, around them. We should, do, again, they have the, uh, over and above to say the very, very least. Thank Absolutely. you. And, and I, uh, and I want to say too, um, even, even after, um, even after all the COVID passes, um, the, the online broadcast will be around until Jesus comes back, mm -hmm. we that's, like to that's say. It. That's they the are, goal. They are here to stay. That is the goal. So uh, try to accomplish those two things simultaneously. That's a little bit more complicated than walking and chewing gum at the same time. Uh, it is uh, contrary to what some people might think. Uh, that Well, you just do this. Well, no, you don't just do this. It takes a lot, and we have to, to work through that. Um, and so uh, we're going to be doing that that day. But uh, with, with regard to the public health side of things, I think it's important for people to understand uh, a few items. May I share the few items? Absolutely. I wish you right. would. Okay. Okay. Uh, these are items which are largely common sense, but we're, we've sent a letter out uh, uh, describing some of the things that we're going to uh, First of all, um, uh, I, my, my big one always is if you're sick, stay home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's just as big as can be. If you're sick, stay home. Uh, it just makes uh, an immense amount of sense. Uh, uh, wash your hands a lot. I, we, I know you've heard this a lot over and over again. Uh, practice social distancing. That's a big thing. Those are huge things, and we're going to ask you to do those things. But here's kind of the list that we, we've got, uh, what to expect when you get in the building. The first thing that you can expect when you get in the building is that the doors are going to be propped open uh, so that you don't have to touch them. Again, we want to uh, minimize the touching of common uh, uh, surfaces, so that's a big thing. Uh, hand sanitizer. Again, uh, uh, there, it's available now and we'll have plenty of it here. And we have a very spiffy uh, sanitizer station. Who was it that made us that sanit sanitizer station there? Was it the Hudson family that made it? It was. That, Tim I Hudson. want to tell you something. Tim Hudson, you take a look at this and uh, uh, this person should go in business doing this. This is uh, way above average. Mm -hmm. This is on beyond uh, mm -hmm. uh, top notch. Yeah. Top notch all the way. Uh, this is first class. Uh, uh, we will encourage you to wash your hands frequently. We the bathrooms uh, will be available stocked with antibacterial soap. Again, something that was not previously available but is now. All high-touch services, including chairs and restrooms and mother's room, will be sanitized frequently. That's a big thing. We're going to be doing our part to keep things sanitized. That's very important. Uh, this is kind of one that some people, you know, uh, uh, well, here's the thing. Uh, while the word required would not be true, we're going to strongly recommend that people wear face masks. And this is out of love for neighbor. Uh, uh, you know, there's all kinds of data one way or the other uh, about face masks, but let's just uh, better be safe than sorry, and let's care about our neighbor. It's not so much protecting you. You're not wearing a PPE. I like that, a PPE. That's the lingo these days. You're not wearing one of these protective suits. Uh, what a face mask does is that if you've got some problem, it's less likely to spread it to somebody else. Right, and right. that's so that's love for neighbor. And that's what we're all about as Christians. 
Uh, the volunteers will be all wearing masks as, as far as staff goes, except when I'm preaching and except when the people are leading worship are leading worship, uh, will be expected to be wearing masks. So you can expect people to see you having masks on. By the way, if you don't have a mask, we'll provide you one. We've got them here available for you. Uh, the greeters and ushers will interact hands-free, uh, not not sort of like the hands-free device in your car, you know, like OnStar or something Alexa, like that. Alexa, greet the guests. They're, <laughs> they're going to be running at Bluetooth. Yep. <laughs> but we're not going to be hugging and shaking and uh, 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 hands and, and so forth. Uh, chairs will be, this is, this is you know, I know I'm going to be run out of town on a rail because uh, I'm going to be the pastor that was known for uh, getting the pews out of the sanctuary. I know I'm going to say it out loud before God and everyone. Uh, and uh, actually, even the wooden chairs that were in the sanctuary. Um, uh, what we decided was this. It's much easier to sanitize these gray uh, chairs that we use elsewhere throughout the building. And uh, uh, we were concerned that the sanitizer might have an adverse effect on the wood finish. And so we have taken the pews and the uh, 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 wooden chairs out of the sanctuary. Uh, they will be replaced with um, the gray chairs. However, the gray chairs will be set up in sections, not rows and so forth, to keep people from uh, you know, at, at the, the appropriate distance. Uh, Lutherans are a funny bunch, and I don't mean hilarious. Uh, one of the, for some reason, Lutherans think that stubbornness is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, it, it's not that you know you're trying to get them to sit someplace uh, where they have not sat before is like the building of the pyramids. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, we do need to keep social distance apart. Also, another thing is is that we need to keep them back some from people who will be leading worship. An another feature in the sanctuary, which will be a little bit different, is we will have people leading the hymn singing uh, in the worship and uh, strongly encourage people to uh, not sing it as, at, at, dare I say, such a lusty volume uh, as, uh, uh, well, you can sing lustily. I mean, that's kind of, that's Oh, not yes, a, us Lutheran, we're just known for being loud, proud singers and worshipers the whole time. When, when, when we really get into something, we smile as loud as we can. Mm -hmm. you, Nod slightly. <laughs> may, may, may I say this? That, that there, are certain, there are certain hymns that people truly yeah, enjoy yeah. singing. And so mm -hmm. uh, this, again, on the sanctuary side, but also to a, a certain degree on the, uh, the, the uh, ark side. On the ark side, I'll, we'll also uh, try to keep people uh, sitting back a little bit. I know getting people sitting back in a Lutheran church is not hard, That's, uh, but we just want you to be aware of that. The other thing that I'll probably be run out of town on a rail for is not having coffee available. Mm, that is no the coffee. third sacrament. Yeah, no coffee will be available. No coffee in the Metrodome. Can I bring my own? You can bring your own I coffee. Can, you can oh. bring your own snacks. You can bring your own uh, kids' bag if you happen to have children that need to be entertained. Uh, and and please, if your children are at a much younger age, make sure they got their little maskies on too. We want them to be safe and so forth and, and not spreading foul things out, uh, but we want to make sure that that's okay. Uh, but again, I just want you to be aware of that. Also things that, again, this is going to be a little different. Um uh, you, you, I mean, anybody in this room, anybody in the sound of the broadcast knows how I feel about having the Bible in church and being an integral part of worship. This is a hard thing for me. We talked about this a lot. But because the Bibles are high-touch surfaces, and only because they're high-touch surfaces uh, for a season, and it's only going to be for a season, uh, will we have them uh, not in the pews. So we encourage people to bring their own Bibles with them so uh, to, to follow along. I, I think that is, while lamentable, and I, I hear where you're coming from, the Word of God is going to be present, regardless of whether the physical Bibles are there. But if you remember early on, and I experienced this um, as a side effect of the best of intentions, when we were sanitizing our entire church building, mm -hmm. uh, my office got sanitized and I have books in my office, um, papers and so on. That sanitizing um, element crinkles the paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it curls it up. Yeah. It so this is actually, you know, something for a season to protect our Bibles so that we can have them to use in the future as well. Correct. Yeah. And, and of course, they, there's all sorts of apps Mm -hmm. on, on your phone to, to it, have your uh, one of the things well. that we can bring indeed is also our smartphones uh, they're, they're, Sarah's got a phablet over there <laughs> don't hate on it Paul. Well, just because yours is the size of a credit card doesn't yeah. mean that not all of us are still carrying around the original Apple brick from the first building you know and 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 still very happy too uh, <laughs> 
Uh, but continuing on, the offering. Again, I just want to thank the, the congregation for being incredibly generous, and you could still give through those three ways, through uh, online, through texting, or through mailing it in. Uh, but if you're one of those people who you know feels that sense of worship that comes with uh, offering, and there's a big thing about that I, I'd, I'd like to teach sometime about that whole sense of how offering is a part of worship and how we should see it that way. Uh, we will have a worship basket rather than um, uh, an offering plate passed around. So uh, that's an important feature that we're going to take. Following the service, this is an important thing because um, please understand this. One of the challenges is the expelling of our breath in a confined area and there's no more confined area that you would put a lot of people in than a sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ark is a bit different; it's a bit larger. But uh, you know the the stories about how uh, uh, COVID spread through choirs, COVID spread in, in sanctuary areas. You know that's a real concern that we have. We want to make sure that people that we handle this properly. Uh, if uh, we all have, our, I, I I can't wait to see people again. It's it's really hard as a pastor not to be seeing folks and kind of looking at the the, the uh, my, my poor son Ian. He he's been preached at uh, every time the throw. He he's been him and Brian O'Connor have been manning the cameras and I, but Ian gets my sermons point blank every time. Uh, but I mean it's it's important to to see people mm-hmm. and and we're going to want to do that. But we're going to ask that you do it outside. Uh, the uh, the the fireside room will not be open, um, and again, it's hard for us to do that. But at the same time, this is only for a season, and uh, just to kind of let you know that we we're, your, your safety is important. Uh, uh, coffee and food, as I mentioned, won't be served. You can welcome to bring your own coffee. Uh, that's fine. Uh, the nursery will remain closed. Uh, here's here's something, and and this is something that sometimes I. I just kind of want to emphasize, we've tried really hard in the past to make it possible for you with smaller children to worship and be connected, still maybe not in the sanctuary or not in the ark, but still there it is live, and we've done that even uh, more so with the, uh, some of the stuff that you'll see coming back is, is that there, there are a couple more TVs around the place and you'll be able to, to do that and to see things going on uh, and be a part of the worship, but not actually being in that same room. Um, and, uh, that's going to be a problem with, with people with smaller children, uh, and we'll have accommodations set up for that, but we'll not have nursery available again for that, that common space, common touch, as a, uh, being a big challenge, but we will have uh, services televised in the atrium uh, for your little ones that need a break. I think that's pretty much our list. Again, uh, what to bring from home? Bring a Bible, because again, they're not going to be here uh, in the pews. We'll still have them st- uh, stacked away safely. Uh, uh, bring a smartphone or another device that, has, uh, that you can connect to internet. Well, we, we have internet available here, and you can uh, connect that way, and you can still uh, you know, uh, Google check the pastor from his things. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> why are you laughing? They do it every uh, week. I, well, that's well, why I'm laughing. Incessantly. That, that's exactly why Chief I'm laughing. Chief Googleographer at least, always at least they're engaged. There you go. At <laughs> yep. least they're engaged. So I have one question about the chairs. Question? What about the chairs? Well, for right now, I have one question. Yes. So if I come in with my family and I'm looking around and the chairs are two by two, or uh-huh. how are the chairs going to be set up? And kind of like Noah's I... Ark, huh? Yeah, two All by right. two. Here, here's what we plan on doing. Uh, we're going to ask you not to register for worship, but uh, a week before uh, the 5th, we're going to, and for a couple Sundays before that, uh, so we get a sense of how things are, we're going to ask you uh, to, uh, uh, to let us know uh, uh, who's coming. Uh, Sarah, you have some uh, ideas about how that's got the, the vehicle that we're going to implement. Is that a survey monkey or something else? Yep, it's... Um, through planning center, it's a planning center form. So you just fill out, it's a little RSVP of, Hey, this is my name. This is my family. So many were coming and this is what service we're going to. And starting the 28th of, that's this mm-hmm. Sunday, as a matter of fact, is. after service, I'm going to explain how, how, how that all works on Sunday. You'll be getting an email, how it all works. You'll be getting a letter on how that all works, but we need to know that you're coming and how many, so we can set up the right number of chairs for that. Cause some people come as, uh, uh, as a family, you know, four, five, six, whatever. Uh, some people come as a couple and some people come by themselves. Uh, they, 
uh, you know, we have people come in all shapes, sizes, and uh, uh, denom- well, not denominations. Oh, sure. We'll uh, take them all. You, yeah. you never, you never know. Yeah. You never you know. know. Said, well, we've let Methodists slip in. <laughs> <laughs> so this... Even uh, that they're not, you know... <laughs> by the, right and salutary? <laughs> <laughs> I like Methodists. Yeah, me too. By the time everybody's listening to this, they, they should have gotten this letter. Yeah. Uh, and and likely the the uh, survey or whatever mm-hmm. will have been set, sent out. Oh, and by the way, speaking of letters, I just read that mostly from a letter which is being sent out. Uh, and they should be having the letter of how to, uh, of what to expect when they get here. Uh, but for the most part, uh, uh, the biggest shock to people in the uh, arc is going to be uh, the chair is spaced out, mm-hmm. uh, but there's not going to be as big a shock because you know that, that, that we've been using the gray chairs in there. Uh, the biggest shock to the people who worship in the uh, sanctuary, well, there'll be a little bit more shock because as I said, there'll be no pews, there'll be no wooden chairs, and that'll be a, a big thing. And the other thing is, is that there'll be people leading the worship by and singing. Uh, that'll mm-hmm. be another feature. But you should be used to that because it's going to be the same people that have been doing it uh, online for some time, and they've been doing a great job, and so we're very excited about yep. that. They have been doing fantastic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I don't have any more questions about that. I, I like the way you laid that out. And, yeah, really and, and um, like I said, by this time, everybody should have gotten their letter yep. uh, and probably a survey. When, uh, when do they need to fill that out so that we can expect who's coming? Well, let me put it to you like this. Need is not the right word. We would really strongly like you to do that. But okay. if you forget to do it, uh, you're welcome to come. Uh, it'd be nice to have it done by Thursday. Uh, that would be July 2nd, I believe. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Thursday, July 2nd would be the nice time to know that so that we could, because July 3rd is the official holiday uh, and the office will be closed on July 3rd or sort mm-hmm. of closed. I mean, I'm sure that there'll be people scurrying and scrambling and so forth and violating the Sabbath. Not me. I, <laughs> I, I, I took my lashings. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, made very clear to me. Well, <laughs> people need to understand that Sabbath is important on the staff and uh, I have scolded people for showing up. I, I, I'm wearing blue jeans, but it's, I'm, it's not my day off. Well, hard work has never killed anybody. Violating the Sabbath did. Yes, it did. You, you've seen that somewhere. I, I've heard you say that you've many times. This. I have said it many times. Hard work never <laughs> killed anyone. Violating the Sabbath has. So not a good idea around here. Yeah. So. yeah. so there will be a survey. They, there will be a letter. Uh, if anybody has any questions um, do we do we call the church? Man. Have them call the church in the number. Or also, there's a regather site. How about that, mm-hmm. Sarah? Tell us a little about the regather site. If you are more of a internet person like myself, you can actually find all of this already at atonement.live backslash regather. Um, and also, I was going to add to that is if you have questions, you can also email the church mm-hmm. atonement at atonementfargo.org. So now, is regather so, is that one word or is there a hyphen nope, between the all re and one the gather? Word. Okay. So Sarah points that out because she probably says enough words to me. She has her quota of words she speaks to me in one day or or those she wishes to hear from me in one day. So Eventually, I'm just going to turn into Kevin in the office with the why use big word when little word work well. (laughs) All right. And I imagine there will probably be something on Facebook as well. Facebook, uh, email if you have any questions, atonement at atonementfargo.org. Or you can call uh, the the church office, 701-237-9651. That's 701-237-9651. So does anybody have anything to add? Going once, twice, sold. Paul? I do have a concealed carry permit from my Melanchthon. I just want you to see. Do you? I do. I, conce- I was wondering. I have a concealed carry permit from my Melanchthon. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about where to register for one of those later. That'll be next week's episode. All right. Uh, <laughs> DJ is dying over there. He's just lost Jeez. it. Oh. You good? Oh, my jaw hurts. I've been smiling so much. He had no idea what he was getting into when he came here. Never a dull moment. Too good. Oh. Now that I'm looking at you, uh, do we need to get you uh, headphones that sit like this? Does that, is it squishing my head? Well, I'm, I'm just wondering, or does the liturgical or, gel hold up? I was getting more That's hair a, gel. Well, you know, what happens is you take this off, and the hair just goes, <laughs> pops right back up. Nice. Yeah. So. 
you know. All that's, right. That's good to, hair gel to, right there. To quote Robert Saw, we're going to need a bigger hair gel. <laughs> <laughs> Man. All right. Paul, can you pray us out of sure. here? Father, you're good to us in so many ways. We thank you for this time together. Uh, Lord, we're grateful for the great mystery that you've shown us in Jesus Christ and uh, the, the call to trust in your word. So, Lord, as we go forth from this place, as we get ready to reopen, we ask that you would bless us from the crown of our heads to the soles of our feet. For we ask it in Jesus' name. And all God's saints said... Amen. Amen. Thank you, Paul. All right. And thank you all for joining us today. And don't forget that you can join us every Sunday at atonement.live, atonementfargo.org, or on YouTube for live services, or you can catch our our, uh, previous services at YouTube by searching Atonement Fargo. And our traditional service is at 9 a.m., modern service at 1030. So for Pastor DJ Lura, Pastor Paul Cross and Sarah DeYoung. I'm Ryan Janke. Have a great week, and we will see you again next time. You like the kill.